Hey everyone, welcome to the official OCPHA podcast journey series. Uh, my name is Tony Dow, and this is the podcast series where we interview our pharmacy professionals about their journey into their specialized fields. So today we'll be speaking with our special guest, Dr. Melissa Kuo, and we'll also be talking about how she got into her role today and maybe some advice that she can give people who want to get into the same role as she is. So thank you again for being on the show, Melissa. How are you doing today? Good. How are you, Tony? Good, good. It's it's the weekend, so uh, weekend plans. But other than that, good. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. So I guess for our listeners, can you? I guess just in general, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. So my name is Melissa Quo, and I am an investigational drug service pharmacist at UCI Medical Center. So I work in clinical research as an IDS pharmacist, which basically means that I manage the medication portion of a clinical trial that's being conducted through physicians at UCI. Awesome. Awesome. So was this a role that you've always wanted to do or did did you know this beforehand or did it kind of like come later on after you already started practicing pharmacy? So as with a lot of things in life, the best things often come as unexpected surprises. So my journey in pharmacy has probably been a little different than most. After graduating from UOP, I started my career as a pharmacist in charge at a community pharmacy. So that taught me a lot about leadership style and interdepartmental relationships. Since then, I've spent time everywhere from county facilities to small community hospitals to trauma centers and now an academic institution. So for this role, I had been staffing inpatient for the previous couple of years and I happened to stumble upon this IDS posting. I had minimal IDS experience at previous institutions, but after doing more research and meeting the team at UCI, I knew it was going to be an amazing opportunity. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, the skill set that people get from being in the community side and a lot of different positions for you, like what kind of skill sets did you experience that, you know, were applicable from your previous experience into this new investigational role that you had at UCI? I think every previous job that I've had has played a role in my success in my current role, especially coming having community pharmacy experience. It makes a big difference because therapies are often moving in more of an outpatient role. I think maybe 20 years ago, outpatient chemotherapy was not a viable option. But now I want to say maybe more than half of our portfolio is oral-only chemotherapy. So having a background in outpatient pharmacy laws and just that outpatient workflow has made, has really helped me succeed in this position. And then obviously we have our portfolio is about half oncology and the other half includes everything from surgery to urology, neurology, cardiology. We kind of do a little of everything. And so having that inpatient background has allowed me to know which departments need to be notified about which changes, who should be trained. Does this trial fit into our current pharmacy workflow and does it make sense for our institution? Cool, cool. So like for your role today, is there like a a day-to-day that you experience or is it kind of changing every day? My day-to-day schedule varies a lot. So I spend a lot of time in meetings. So that can be anything from site initiation visits where sponsors come out to train us on the specifics of their protocol. I also sit on the protocol review and monitoring committee, which is mandated by the NCI. And then a lot of meetings with the clinical study team on how to design and execute a new workflow. I also spend a lot of time with our IT analysts on how to create and validate oncology treatment plans in our EMR system. So actually, after working in this as an IDS pharmacist, I have a very strong appreciation for all the people who do the behind the scenes work to maintain our EMR systems. So was there any particular, was there any particular steps that you took to kind of like 
prepare yourself before you started this role? Or did you kind of just apply and see where it went? Or yeah, was there any like kind of way that you strategized yourself? So when I saw this posting for an IDS pharmacist, I looked back on my experiences at previous institutions. And so at my count, when I worked for a county institution, I had done minimal work on trials that we held there. So it was just the basics of following procedures from our IDS pharmacists and making sure those directions were followed to a T each and every time, whether that was, you know, securing it in a blinding bag or making sure the physician is an authorized prescriber on the trial. So I already thought that was a really cool role just because I loved how pharmacists were training pharmacy for something that was like a role that nobody else in the institution could carry out. But never in my my life did I think I was going to be that pharmacist who did the training and interacted with all these other physicians and the rest of the study. So when you were in pharmacy school, did you did you learn about this role already or you, you learned about it afterwards? So IDS is one area where I don't think anyone gets any exposure to in pharmacy school. I believe you do spend a little time learning about the drug approval process probably in the first year, but actually being an investigational drug service pharmacist is not one of the roles. I think curriculums now are really focused on telling everyone to do a residency and everyone to go into clinical practice, which I think I do. I did not personally do a residency, but I think there's a fine balance in, you know, inpatient, outpatient knowledge for my role. So IDS is an area that's, I think, exploding with opportunity right now. It's become a very visible role over the years. So if you're still a student and you have the opportunity, a lot of sites, especially the UCs, offer an IDS rotation that you can pick as one of your electives. And I think that's a great way just to get some experience and some exposure into something you may or may not want to do in the future. Awesome. So when you saw this role open, I'm sure you you had an idea of like what you were expecting the role to be. But then now that you're in the role, did those expectations get met or were they completely different? Or I guess my question is what you were thinking this role will be. Is it what you thought it would be? My expectations were different, but I think what it's actually turned out to be is so much better. I work with an incredible team of physicians, nurses, biospecimen coordinators, study coordinators, and this it's far exceeded every expectation I've had. I think from my previous experiences, it has been very pharmacy-centric. All I've cared about was, you know, getting orders in correctly, making sure they were safe for the patient, labs were met, and then to send them out. Now I worry about the patient as a whole. I want to make sure that proper workflows are put together to make sure that the physician you know, the physician sees the patient in timely matter. They are able to enter an order safely and accurately. Nurses can release things properly. The treatment plans are built accurately, clear, and concisely. I've learned so much about the EMR system, about proper pumps, about tubing that you have to think about. It's allowed me to become really creative in a job that I think the society views as not a creative role. Awesome, awesome. It's it's really cool to hear that, you know, you're able to see like the bigger picture in your current role. And I, I'm also like curious about like, what is your most rewarding experience that you've had so far? At a high level, I think the most rewarding part of anyone who works in research is always getting to work with cutting-edge therapy and technology that's going to save the lives of so many patients in the future. But I think on a more day-to-day level, my the rewarding experience is getting to work so closely with the clinical research team to make sure our patients are treated 
as safely and efficiently as possible. That's really good to hear. And, you know, like a lot of students who are interested in these like non-traditional roles and maybe other pharmacists who are currently out there that want to switch their career paths, they may ask you for, you know, how'd you get into this role? Like, what can they do? So if they ask you for advice, what would you say to that? IDS is an area of pharmacy that is continually experiencing a lot of growth. And my advice would just be to keep your options open. I think a lot of times when people look into new job opportunities, they read something and they see, well, I don't have IDS experience. I can't pursue that role. But coming from someone with a clinical background or having good patient care experiences, knowing how to work well with a team, I think these are all things that we would look for in a staff pharmacist to come on board with us. It's very rare for someone to have specific IDS experience, especially because it's such a new arena for us. So just having an open mind and being willing to learn is uh, is really good. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for that advice. And if anyone wanted to reach out to you to probably, you know, further ask you questions, uh, is there a, a way that they can contact you? Yeah. So if you're local and from the Orange County area, I think the best way to reach me is to, to come out to one of our local Orange County Pharmacists Association board meetings so we can get to know each other in person. You can find out more information on our website and you can always just message me on LinkedIn. Awesome. Awesome. I'll be putting that information in our show notes so that people can reach out to you on your LinkedIn, but to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the podcast, Melissa, and I'm sure our listeners learn a lot from your journey. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, all right, if you guys like this episode, you can rate us on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. Or you can also find out more about our organization by visiting ocpha.org or following us on social media. But until next time, OCPHA is signing off, reminding you to get determined, get inspired. Get inspired.